0: scrambles left winds up he's got time at the 10 to the back yes. to the end zone touchdown and a dagger yannis into the lane yannis spinning fading shot up God for yannis at the buzzer bucks win it Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. The podcast for not only them diehard Brewer fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I'm your host, T Plush, a.k.a. Tyler Kurth, and it can be found on Twitter, at Tyler Kurth. I know, very original. So, I am podcasting here solo tonight on this Wednesday evening. Um... We have decided to kind of change up our format a little bit um, to make it better for you guys, our loyal listeners. So, really the change is to make A, the podcast shorter, and B, keep the content more relevant. Normally we had been releasing on Monday mornings, and I know on a Monday you don't really want to be hearing about the Brewer series from last Monday, because that was a week ago, it's a little outdated, So, now we'll be recapping after every series. Unfortunately, that means I do not have the joys of my other two hosts tonight, uh, the Vanilla Gorilla and Sunshine, who can be found on Twitter, at Vanilla7Gorilla and at Bender underscore Trevor, because they have lives, unfortunately, and I don't. So, now you're stuck with me. (laughs) Which is why I'm able to rattle off for you that the Brewers just swept the Pirates. And it was their first sweep since June 7th through the 9th. And uh, guess who that was against? The Pirates. I know, hard to believe. Shocker. Brewers have been pretty good against the Pirates this year. And I guess really the only unfortunate thing about tonight is there's only one series with them left, and that's coming near the end of September. So the series are starting to draw to an end, and that's a little scary to think about because the Brewers have a lot of work to do between now and the end of September if they want to make a push for the playoffs. Um, But they did a very good job this week taking care of business against a below 500 team. In fact, the uh, Pirates entering the series were only had four wins since after the All-Star break, which is terrible. And the Brewers, we know their track record this year, they can't beat easy teams, but they took care of business. I mean, game two was a little dramatic, but we'll get there. <laughs> um, so game one was a 9-7 to victory, also dramatic, I guess I should say. Um, but before the game, in case you missed it, Davies was announced that he's going to the IL back spasms, and then Jimmy Nelson also sent to the IL uh, 60 days. Um, his injury has not been disclosed yet. He had been on the IL for an elbow injury, but... I mean, that pretty much ends his season 60 days. His rehab starts in the minors had been pretty crappy, to say the least. Um, so hope for the guy to bounce back next year, but we can dive into that during the offseason more. Uh, and back to Game 1, uh, the Brewers, they had offense early, up 5 nothing. Jordan Lyles was on the mound pitching against his former team, went 5-strong. Drew Pomeranz came in, pitched the 6th. And then you know, pitching wise, we saw bad Freddie Peralta, and this is not the most recent time we've seen a bad Freddie Peralta. Ugh, the Cubs series, <laughs> um, but anyway, against the Pirates, gives up two hits, two walks, and a homer while only recording two outs. And you know, my hot take watching this game, heck, even before the game, was that really that's the end of the Freddie Peralta. High leverage reliever experiment. I mean, it was fun while it lasted. He recorded what one save. Yeah, sure, his fastball was up near 99 during that save, and kind of when he's been in these situations. But he hasn't performed. It's I don't know if the pressures getting to him or if he's pitching too hard. Whatever it is, that is not the role for Freddy Peralta. He was successful as a long reliever, and honestly. If you don't put him back in that role, he really has no role on this team. Um, that's my quick take on that. Offensively, if you missed Monday's game, you missed the last time Christian Yelich played this week so far as of 8-7. Uh, he had four hits that game. Two of them were home runs, a second one going into the Allegheny. Absolute bomb of 425 feet. It was his fourth multi-home run game of the season. You uh, also got to see Trent Grisham collect a hit, three RBIs in the game. Uh, two of them came off one swing of the bat with an RBI single, and the other one was a sack fly. And then probably the defensive gem of the game was Lorenzo Cain catch in center. Uh, I don't know what the catch probability on it was, but he covered a crap ton of ground, um, almost snow-cone the ball at n- when he was basically at the warning track and then went crashing into the wall. Kind of gracefully kicked off of it, but guy makes everything look easy out there. I mean, find me another center field in MLB who's going to catch that ball. I dare you. It, that's a challenge, seriously. <laughs> so Brewers take game one. Um, was kind of scary for a while there. Um, obviously with the offense early going up five nothing, but uh, Josh Hader has to come in and save the day when Freddie Peralta chokes. <laughs> um, and then you know Josh Hader is looked okay I mean he's been used a lot here and I mean it's late in the season what do you expect so I mean he gave up two hits and an earned run but ultimately gets the job done Brewers get game one game two probably the most dramatic game of the series a 4-3 Brewers victory lots of controversy if you did not see in the later innings of that game Um, but I'll get to that in a second headlines before the game Yelich and uh, Josh Bell both out. So, two best sluggers on each team respectively um, out. Yelich, it sounds like, was more precautionary than other. S- um, sounds like his back was kind of having some symptoms of starting to flare up. So, council aired on the side of caution, and thankfully, Brewers are able to get a win without him. Uh, but Chase Anderson was brilliant on the mound, going five and two thirds. You know, yeah, he almost got through the fifth. He gets so close every time. Uh, but while he's in there, he's looking great. You know, Jul- or the Brewers' July Pitcher of the Month, in case you didn't know, so he's really kind of rejuvenated himself this year. Brewers also saw the debut of Jake Feria. He went two innings. Uh, he did give up two hits. Uh, the thing I kind of took away from watching him pitch was he, he did find himself in a lot of full counts, um, a lot of waste pitches there. Um, You know, adrenaline's pumping in your debut with a new team. Um, That could play a factor. So just kind of interesting to see how he does coming about. But, you know, ultimately good outing for him. Doesn't give up any earned runs. And then Matt Elbers, wow. That was a dramatic finish to the game. Tying run is on third base, and, you know, he got into trouble early in the ninth inning, ultimately winning with the save or getting the save, excuse me. Uh, but, man, he stepped in a bucket of sassy with that save. If you have not watched the highlights from that ninth inning, go back to Brewers' recaps and watch them because my words can't describe it. Uh, Other takeaways from the game offensively, Braun, I guess this would be defensively, Braun was in right field for the first time since uh, September of 2015. You know, obviously, with Yellage being out, um, Braun felt comfortable going out there, so that's where he went. Uh, Lorenzo Cain also left the game in the first inning, taking a foul ball right off the knee. And Kessin here going into the game was 0 of 16. You know, I you want to guess that with a nine to seven victory the game before, um, but he had been kind of slumping. You know, in fact, in dating back to the A's series, who was 4 of 32 at one point. So Rookie was, you know, trying to figure things out. um, Ultimately gets a single in the game to break that 0 for 16 streak. Um, But I think more importantly, you know, kind of his his partner in crime, Trent Grisham got another hit. Um, You know, the guy earned a promotion to the big leagues because of his bats. And he has not disappointed so far up in the majors defensively. At least in this second game of the Pirates series, he had kind of what I'll call a misplay. I mean, I think it was Starling Marte was on second base. uh, Grounder hit outs into left, which is where Grisham was playing. And Grisham runs up, fields it, and Marte never stops at third. He's scoring. And Grisham ends up throwing into second and doesn't get the runner out at second. And Marte scores easily. So, I don't know if it was a combination of he wasn't charging the ball hard enough, or he wasn't aware that Marte didn't plan on stopping, but a little lack of awareness there, I think on the rookie's part. Um, But, you know, nothing will make up for the dumb move Travis Shaw had in the ninth inning of this game. I mean, ultimately the Brewers got a run out of it, but here's where that controversy came in that I was talking about earlier. So, um, first off, we'll back up to the Travis Shaw at bat. He comes in to pinch hit, gets grazed on the knuckles, supposedly. <laughs> so, gets to take first base. I, sorry, I shouldn't be knocking Travis Shaw, but he got grazed on the knuckles. He got lucky. He was pretty sure he was in 0-2 count. Um, so, that loads the bases, and then a few pitches later, he's literally stuck halfway between first and second base. Catcher snap throws down to first, and Travis Shaw's like, huh, I guess I'm in no man's land, you know? What do I do? Well, so he breaks off for second, and runner on third for the Brewers breaks towards home. Pirates throw home. Runner retreats back to third. Pirates throw to third. And while the Brewers runner proceeds to go back towards home, catcher interferes, in quotations, uh, with our runner, you know, just barely, but enough for the Empire to make a call, and Brewers end up scoring on that run, and which was going to be an out. I mean, he was toast. Um, so Travis Shaw kind of got lucky in that regard. And lastly, move on to Game Three. Brewers going for the sweep, which they ultimately get, and they wanted it. You know, early runs right away. I mean, Castanier had his first career multi-home run game of his career and he started the game off right home run double and then another home run i mean gosh a kid can rake and trent grisham provided some good defense you know i think this is the first highlight play defensively we've had from him because we know he can hit and the stat casts on his play out and left showed a five percent catch probability (laughs) yeah That's crazy. I mean, take those stats for what you want. I think that means something. Um, So glad to see him play out in the field a little bit. And then I've I've been mentioning his offense, but he's now at a four-game hitting streak. Which yeah, whoop de doo I know four games, but in that time frame, he is six for sixteen with four RBIs. And you know, I mentioned the bats what got him the big leagues, and that's what's keeping him in the lineup right now, starting a few games in a row here, and kind of providing a spark. Um, It kind of got me thinking, you know, as I was, you know, enjoying this Brewers onslaught this evening, that it kind of reminds me of what the Brewers did last year, except with pitchers. You know, Brewers brought in all these young guns in Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff last year to the pitching staff. And, I mean, they helped propel that team, to win the division, and were big contributors in the playoffs. And now we have two rookie hitters who are kind of doing the same. Kesson Hira, yeah, he's been huge. Trent Grisham, I think he's been huge as well. And, I, you know, do I dare say that that's the identity of this year's team is young offensive hitters going to carry the way? I mean, I think it kind of gets underlooked in what those guys last year did out of the bullpen and starting a few games last year. So it'll be interesting to watch, see how they do in August if they're able to step up into these big moments. Because, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot to ask of a young guy. But, I mean, the Brewers this year, it seems like they're rolling on whoever's hot. I mean, Trent Grisham did not spend a lot of time in AAA before getting the call up. And neither did Devin Williams, um, a pitcher who made his debut tonight on 8-7 as well. He actually pitched three and two-thirds innings in AAA before getting called up. <laughs> that tells you how desperate the Brewers are for the hot hand, whether offensively or defensively. I mean, If you don't know much about Devin Williams, he was our 2013 second-round pick. We talked about him during the All-Star break. He got selected to the Futures game. And, you know, you might be thinking, gosh, you know, he's 2013, that means he's been in the minors for, what, this is his sixth year? Gosh, you know, that just seems like such a long progression, especially for a second-round pick. But, I mean, the guy's only 24 years old. He'll be 25 in September. I mean, that's kind of a perfect timing for, you know, when a guy is going to be entering or near his prime, really. So, But he was fabulous tonight. Um, Pitches one and two-thirds innings, strikes out three batters, does end up giving an earned run. Um, The biggest thing with him is going to be command. He's got that big 97-mile-per-hour fastball, and then his changeup a whole 10 miles per hour slower at 87 has a lot of downward action. Uh, He kind of left some up high in the zone at times today, but he also had some that started middle of the plate and just dropped out of the zone. So you can see the potential in his stuff. And he got a lot of swings and misses uh, in A this year. In fact, 82 strikeouts in 57 innings, which is incredible. And when you look at players that the Brewers target, I mean, high strikeout guys is who they're going after. I mean, look at how they drafted this year and players that they've called up this year as well. Um, so, <laughs> I mean it makes me question you know also with this move you know is it a trend or is that this brewers identity calling up the hot hand i mean who knows who we might see next out of the brewers aaa organization or heck even even double a with how aggressive that they've been in calling up players but i mean Everybody gives crap or credit to Stearns, you know, based off moves he makes. But don't forget, he's he also plays a big factor in who gets called up and whatnot, and he's being very aggressive right now. Um, so we'll have to kind of check in, you know, if you look at the current 40-man roster and the way it's constructed. You know, Ray Black is on the roster. We haven't seen him. Um, Aaron Wilkinson is up in the bigs right now. We've seen a little bit of him this year, you know, Taylor Williams is on the 40-man roster. We kind of know what he is as an MLB player, which is, you know why I think they went out and got these kind of in-between players and in Jake Feria, Ray Black, you know, guys who had been kind of split and given them a chance and so far it's paying off. So up next, the Brewers have the Rangers at home at Miller Park. Hey, and guess what? Yours truly will be at the Sunday game, um, mainly because it's Josh he- Josh Hader, excuse me, bobblehead day, so, I mean, heck, that bobblehead's gonna put me into retirement one day with how much it's worth, so make sure you get out and support this weekend, um, but entering in, you know, we're three games back in the division, the Cardinals have lost five in a row, yeah, they've been terrible out on the west coast, so you know they had to come back down to earth, because I honestly do don't think they're a good team. We talked about this a few weeks ago. And the Brewers are only half a game back in the wild card yet. So, I mean, still right in the thick of things. And, you know, this is anyone's division, anyone's wild card, really, for that matter, yet. And, you know, I'll kind of leave you on this note here before I sign off. But as much as I hate talking about the Cubs on a Brewers podcast, um, they did pick up one of our former players in Jonathan Lucroy. You know, I... I had been in some discussions with some Brewer fans, who actually wanted the Brewers to bring him, bring him back after he was DFA'd by the Angels uh, post-trade deadline. And I was just kind of like, why? Um, so we'll settle this debate right now. I mean, you look at the last two seasons, Jonathan Lucroy is batting two forty. He hasn't hit over 10 home runs in a season since leaving Milwaukee. So, I mean, offensively, that's not good at all. But you can always look back on his Brewer's days and say, yeah, well, his defense makes up for that. Well, not the last two years. The last two years, his defensive ratings have been at career lows. Um, You look at what they call the R-TOT stats, so total zone runs. And for catchers, the last two years, he's been at negative 8 below league average and a negative 6. So, I mean there's a reason the guy's getting DFA'd and bouncing around from team to team I know he was a team favorite but honestly he would not be able to help this Brewers team and honestly I don't think he's able to help the Cubs team either you know obviously they were kind of desperate with their injury hamstring injury but different circumstances but hopefully Lucroy doesn't prove me wrong and burn me later on if not you all can bash me for that but anyway, I am again, I am T-Plush, and you can find uh, the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. We also have a website, Wisco Sports Trilogy, where we post all of our podcasts, and we also do some blogging could be because we cover the Packers, Bucks, and Brewers, your three major sports in Wisconsin. So be sure to give us a follow there on Twitter, and we are on Facebook as well, but Twitter is where we do most of our damage because we love our fans a lot. So, check us out. Otherwise, I will sign off and I'll talk to you after the Rangers series. See ya.